what's a conspiracy, what's collusion, uh, what's a crime, what's obstruction of justice, all interesting stuff. We've had Alan Dershowitz on a couple of times. He's got that book out, The Case Against Impeaching Trump, or whatever it's called, and uh, making the argument that uh, not obstructing justice, etc. We thought we'd get a lawyer on who sees it a different way to see what what direction this could go, because you never know when you get it in front of a judge or a jury. The jury being the House of Representatives, I guess. Right. Harry Littman is an attorney, constitutional law professor at UCLA and UC San Diego. Uh, An American lawyer, law professor, political commentator joins us now. Mr. Littman, how are you, sir? I'm very well. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Joe. Good to be here. Excellent. May we call you Harry, Harry? Please, <laughs> please do, Jack Joe. Terrific. Um, so, uh, listen, the word collusion has been thrown around wildly as if that is a label akin to uh, a murderer or something like that. We all know the definition. We all know the repercussions, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not the case. Um, what do you think of the word collusion, conspiracy? Uh, where do you fall on all this? Geez, I really prefer conspiracy because it's actually a crime that's listed in the U.S. Code, whereas collusion, except for an um, obscure provision in antitrust law, isn't. So it's always been the wrong word to be banding about. People have been saying it for months and months. It hasn't prevented, uh, of course, the president from tweeting repeatedly, no collusion, no collusion, though it's never been clear what he has meant by that. But now the... Um, the retreat on his part seems to be, uh, well, collusion isn't a crime anyway, though it's no more clear what he is actually talking about. Conspiracy is a familiar term to the lawyers, and it means um, uh, straightforwardly you enter into an agreement with someone, the agreement is for something unlawful, and you uh, do something to sort of advance that uh, agreement. So all the charges that would grow out of the conduct that we're learning about through Mueller would be actual conspiracy charges, and collusion is more a kind of a, a, a loose term. Sure. I mean, yeah. Maybe consorting with Russians or whatever, but doesn't doesn't really sound in the criminal law. So what's the law that you think he broke that's part of the conspiracy, The um, uh, having a foreign actor involved in our elections? Yeah, that's a big one. So I think there are three that are in play, and you know it from what Mueller already has done. He's kind of laid down the tracks of a couple conspiracies, and we know from the uh, previous um, political sins what uh, what the other might be. But in, very briefly, one would be to conspire to um, get something of value from a foreign government. You're not allowed as a, as a candidate for president to get contributions or other things from, from foreign governments, much less hostile foreign governments, much less dirt on your opponent. So that would be would one. You, would you have to know it was the foreign go- government, or could it just be a, a, a person who's Russian? Oh, it could be a person who's Russian. A foreign national would be good enough. You do have to know that it's a foreign national, but you're, you're, you make a really good point because here, uh, you know, at least as a political matter, it, it ups the ante, doesn't it, to think that, uh, to, to actually know, as they do for the Trump Tower meeting, this is somebody from the government who wants yeah. to give well, you one of the reasons uh, that, dirt. One of the reasons I ask, because I know the pushback against this is always, didn't Hillary Clinton hire a group that hired a former a spy to get information on Trump from the Russians? 
she did, and the very or, or arguably she did, but the very short answer is she paid them like she would pay any employee. You're allowed as a foreign person to work in this country, so that's not a contribution. She paid good money, or the campaign did for for that. Uh, other people give money or give services or give in kind contributions, and those are the things that have to be okay. listed. I just want to make sure I understand. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to understand this because I I am definitely not a lawyer. So if Trump had paid for dirt on Hillary Clinton, he'd be uh, he'd be in the clear. I don't think he'd be in the clear. I think there'd be plenty of problems, but I think he'd be in, in the clear on this particular election law charge, which has to do with getting contributions, and then, of course, you have to list them, and so everybody can can scrutinize who's giving you money. And there's a whole other crime here that has to do with the conspiracy to basically make the uh, the a federal agency, the FEC, ha- uh, have a harder time doing its job. So that's the second in brief. And then the third would have to do with involvement after the fact with the hacking of the DCCC. But um, uh, you know the whole Podesta thing. So anyway, right. to to your point, yeah, that that would be. I think consorting with the Russian government, getting dirt from them, even for money paid. Let's say let's say the Trump campaign paid their trip over and 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 gave them a check. I mean that's a little bit like Nixon, right? I think the um, uh, that you know people were paid for the illegal. Uh, uh, conduct, but but so therefore there were other crimes having to do with obstruction. Yeah, you know it's funny. I haven't found anything you've said to be unreasonable, and we t- we take a balanced view of these things. We're just trying to figure out what's going on. We're neither yes. uh, Trump honks nor Trump detractors on a consistent basis. <laughs> but having heard what you said, I-, I don't hear anything I disagree with or I think is terribly far fetched. But I'm left thinking, you know. Somewhat, you know, somewhat serious violations of campaign finance laws. Um, if it had been an employee, it'd be okay. But since they weren't, it was an in-kind donation. This is uh, this is sounding to me like some pretty thin gruel. Is that Buddha terms- president out of office uh, yeah, stuff? No, I, so I hear you right. It's what an election uh, law thing is that is that really the problem? But I'll get to some thick in the thickest gruel here. I think. You know, in terms of of uh, the you know impeachment history and, and grave illegal conduct potentially by a president has to do with the uh, obstruction. That is, um, I, I you know you might you might take a, a view that it's a little bit technical to comply with election law, but the whole effort on you know Air Force One to concoct a false story, the um, you know serial lies, even if they're not illegal. But that are designed to to cover up the the truth. That I think is 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 pretty worrisome from the point of view of a. But isn't that president. all the story he made up on the plane? Wasn't that lying to the press and the American people? Which I don't I don't know if you follow the news. Politicians do all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I do I do think we're in a he he has. You know, uh, by by leaps and bounds, gone above the, the the normal routine for that. But that's the question, right? If it, is that 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 will be his that you know that's that's his fairly thin rule defense. Oh, I was just lying to you and the press. What do you what do you care about that? But in fact, um, if, if a reasonable person could say no, you were trying to keep the truth from coming out because there's a probe afoot, just like you were trying to keep the truth from coming out when you did a pretty serious thing, fired the FBI director. If all of these are efforts to try to keep the truth from coming out to an investigator, 
I think that's pretty serious. That's that you know that's why uh, Nixon uh, had to leave office. That's why Scooter Libby was was convicted. I think for a public official to actually be throwing sand in the gears of justice, that you know Clinton, that was part of the allegations sure. um, uh, against him. That's I, that's that's pretty serious business for the commander-in-chief well, on, on firing Comey nation. on the obstruction yeah. of that Dershowitz argument is the president can fire the FBI director for any reason he wants so therefore he can't really obstruct the reason for it since he can do whatever he wants that's Dershowitz's argument boy that is an argument and if you'll permit me to say I think I I tore it to shreds a few days ago when and I'm not really crediting myself nobody nobody um uh, else besides Dershowitz and and once Trump's lawyers has ever endorsed that um, that view, it's completely outlandish. Which, which view? The, the idea that the, the view that the president yeah. can fire the FBI director for any reason, or that you can't obstruct after the fact? I mean, are you for, you're for saying it? Okay. So, so, so Dershowitz's position is that it just doesn't matter what a president's motives are when he's firing somebody or when he's granting a pardon. And what that means, and I put this this to him, is that if you fire someone, you, you, you fire the entire senior executive service because, uh, the, but only the Muslim members of it, for example. Or you, uh, you know, you, you grant pardons to every illegal immigrant except the, the you know, of a certain religious group. It's quite clear from many Supreme Court cases that that's a violation. If you do things for a certain reason, including the president, you've broken the law. And and Professor Dershowitz um, actually advances zero um, precedents or much less any Supreme Court cases in favor of his Extremely eccentric view. Fair so enough. It, that that really comes out and out of nowhere. This uh, reasons matter, and if if you know here, if Trump um, fired Comey for good reason, he you know the our, our the, how we were looking in the world. It's one thing. He's a showboat. If he did it in order to, to save his skin. It's another, just as it would be for any any citizen. Harry Littman is an attorney, constitutional law professor at UCLA and UC San Diego. Uh, Harry, I'm going to ask you a question I would have if I'd had the, my current confidence back in my student days when I was uh, studying this stuff. But I was more interested in, in chasing chicks and, and, and mild inebriation. Um, <laughs> mild inebriation. Sometimes severe so inebriation. So president. president, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, professor Littman, Professor Littman, I have a question. Um, if I were to run a lemonade stand, I'm I'm I was a young freshman. I'm 17 in this scenario. I'm I'm still a youth. I was this running a leave it to Beaver hypothetical, right? If exactly. I what if I am? Uh, hey, Mr. Lintman, Mr. Lintman, uh, if I were to run an unlicensed uh, lemonade stand on my front uh, uh, yard. And made a dollar and a half, like most little kids do, running a lemonade stand. And it was of the uh, uh, least consequential sort of offense that you can imagine. And then, for some reason, the local, state, and federal law enforcement 
came to investigate it, and I systematically lied to them. I destroyed uh-huh. evidence. I entered into a conspiracy <laughs> with a six-year-old little girl next door to take the rap. I mean, I <laughs> obstructed justice like a champ over what would be like a $3 fine. Um, Is there any sort of multiplier effect? Am I going to jail for 25 years? Am I going to Leavenworth for that sort of conspiracy? <laughs> I'll represent you, because the problem with your hypo is it's really true. People who, I mean, this is one of the real problems, the corrosive effects of the Trump presidency, the notion that, that he, that I think it's taken hold in people that, that um, law enforcement and the Department of Justice are the, you know, deep state and, and, and deeply corrupt. No one, but no one, but no one is going to be coming after you. For the, you know, it would be the lemonade stand exception and, and the responsible officials, and I've been one, I've been a U.S. attorney, would say, are you out of your flipping mind? There are crimes out there that we have time to pursue. Go away from the lemonade stand. Although but I would what say- you're otherwise asking is a law school hypothetical that, you know, does that technically obstruct justice and you're, you're, you're how old, you little miscreant, 18? Well, again, I was a little you know? high when I came to class. But my point is, the, though, that the the lust for justice is sometimes yeah. imitated by the lust for political success, and that uh, what is not certainly literally a lemonade stand, but lemonade standish, is sometimes inflated to seem much more serious. Um, but uh, you know, back to my question: If if no, no, Trump- no, look, I think it's an important point. I okay. I agree with you. I felt this way about the. The, the Clinton impeachment and, you know, in spades, come on, they're way in, really? But, but, um, so, so if you're, but if you're suggesting that, that we have a lemonade stand president, I would say, wow. I mean, look at all the different things we're, we're talking about. The, uh, you know, the, the latest Trump Tower con- uh, confession is one of, you know, eight really worrisome potential criminal acts. The Comey stuff, the haranguing of, of uh, sessions to try to shut down the in- investigation, uh, the, the, pot- the potential three conspiracies that I set out. And then just in general, even if they're not crimes, I mean, I think we have you know, pretty serious um, uh, demonization of law enforcement and, and, and government. You know, I don't, I don't think his, this effect is sort of small potatoes. Okay, th- this, this is all interesting stuff, and it's interesting how, you know, a lawyer highly respected lawyers can have such different opinions on these things but we've got to go so we don't have time for a very lengthy answer but i'm wondering if if Mueller decides because this has kind of been hot lately if Mueller decides i want to talk to you and trump says no can you indict a sitting president do you think he'll have to have to go sit down and talk to him how will that play out no you can subpoena a sitting president i'm sorry subpoena Oh, yeah. You can. I, I think very few people. Again, I want to stress, by the way, you know, reasonable disagreements. Nobody agrees with the Dershowitz position on the constitutional law. Can you subpoena president? Pretty much anybody would say yes. It'll take several months. There could be arguments on the other side. And that's more what Mueller is thinking about. I rather than uh, does he have the, the legal uh, power? But, you know, if he wants to wrap this up by, say, midterms, you know, and, and he subpoenas them, he, he, it won't happen. But, you know, Trump is really saying, well, I, don't, I won't answer your questions, and uh, you'll have to, have to prove it to me before I sit down. You know, that's not the way it would work under the law if Mueller chooses to pursue it. Hmm. Interesting. Harry Littman, attorney, constitutional law professor. Harry, enjoy the chat very much. Thank you.
Me too. Thanks for your time. All right, you got it. Yeah. So listen, uh, just a little, little background information as we go to break because we're running. Oh, what the hell? Hang on, Michael. Don't go to break yet. Was really looking for a neutral referee, law professor, definer of terms. Harry's more of a political commentator, even as he's a professor, former prosecutor. Um, but I, for just speaking for myself, I thought, eh, what the hell? I'd kind of like to hear his arguments. There was a hell of a lot there that was merely opinion uh, in his uh, his screed. Yeah, and uh, even if but he's a nice fellow, so that's fine. And even if he's right, using my finger quotes, that doesn't mean a particular judge would agree with him when it comes down to it. Um, between him and Dershowitz's view of the law. And honestly, it's probably not going to come down to criminal court anyway. It's going to come down to the impeachment process and the will of the American people is borne by their esteemed representatives. I would like this mostly to end up being a political matter. Um, I would just like it to end. (laughs) Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Because we have elections. You can boot them out and get a different person. Right. 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Professor was 30% law and 70% partisan political opinions, says uh, this texture. We get a lot of... Yeah, I might debate the percentages, but there's... Uh, you got a point. Do you think he voted for Hillary? Well, yeah, he, he, I'm sure he did, and so did Alan Dershowitz. So that doesn't mm-hmm. really necessarily mean anything. No. Um, I do think Dershowitz is... The, the thing that is interesting about him, I think he's really committed to the ACLU version of... of, of um, the rights of people, small L liberal views of the world, uh-huh. and he's he's really concerned about anybody getting railroaded in investigations, whether it's Hillary or Trump. As he always says, if Hillary were president, I'd feel the same way about this, and I think the media probably would too. But uh-huh. um, uh, he thinks people are deranged. Yeah, yeah. Over I, how much they hate Trump. I, I didn't buy the point that the, I remember when that whole memo from the airplane thing came out and that was responding to media pressure um and and whether it constitutes some sort of vague umbrella of the desire to suppress the truth which could be interpreted as obstruction of justice i just that's just not that compelling it seems like it would get so complicated since politicians lie to us in the media so often yeah uh, that's where right. it seems like it would get so complicated to me. I mean, we, we get lied to regularly. Well, that's what bothered me so much about when they were talking about the so-called Muslim ban, um, was that we were being asked to take as gospel that which was spouted on the campaign trail as evidence of something. The I Supreme just, Court please. said no. Right. That doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, and the, the other stuff you say in a campaign. So the other point I want to make that, that people are conveniently forgetting because cable news are a bunch of liars is that Trump put out a year ago a tweet that said, listen, that meeting, um, getting dirt on your opponent isn't illegal. And he, he as much as stated that that was the reason for that meeting, it's not new information. It's just hot again on cable. I liked that conversation, though. I thought that was good. And if the Dems take the House, they might impeach Trump, and this will be what we're talking about. You're coming 
Uh, coming up on the news on the Armstrong and Getty Show. a good text I wanted to read. Just trying to make a way through all the hate <laughs> that that is on the text line. A lot of hate on the text line, always. Yeah, as usual. Um, oh, somebody hit this with us. Uh, if you want another, another good breakdown of the worst case versus the best case and what might really have happened with Trump and Russia, 538's Politics Podcast did a good episode. Each person took a different scenario and argued for why they thought it was most likely. A lot of conjecture, little facts, just because there are so little facts out there, Mm -hmm. which is true. There aren't that many facts that are out on the whole story. I swear, the the hot air, the helium of all this is the need for ratings and clicks and eyeballs. I think this whole thing is so completely overheated. With the exception of the, you know, the Ruskies meddling in our affairs in an attempt to weaken the uh, democratic West, which is one of Putin's great goals, that stuff's real and it's significant and it's interesting. It's probably but, underheated. Right, exactly. But the political part of this man is to get ratings. Do you? And think, I just want it over. Do you think at this moment? Because Nancy Pelosi has kind of seemed like she doesn't want to go down the impeachment road. Um. But she doesn't want to be specific about that because she wants the support of those who do. Right. And, and especially if that's a good way to get people to the polls. Right. Um, we'll impeach Trump. But do you think they actually, the Democrats actually would impeach Trump if they take back the House? They would take a look at the polls. And uh, particularly among the base. I think it'd, it'd be a, a game time call, honestly. I don't think it's obviously a yes or no. I'm leaning no, honestly. I think they could. I think they sense quite appropriately that there could be an enormous backlash yeah. if they did that. Yeah. And you, and unless you take the Senate, there's no chance of a conviction, is there? Unless something no. new comes out. Absolutely but where it currently not. stands, no chance. No. No. Let's get especially to... because, and I address this to my Democrat friends, especially because there are even lots of Republicans, lots of Republicans who think the Clinton impeachment thing was a mistake. It was just bad for the country. It was just not a great maneuver politically either. News now with Marshall Phillips. We have 16 wildfires now burning in California and no weather breaks for the crews fighting them. The largest wildfire in California history included. The Mendocino Complex in the northern part of the state is still raging away. It is going to be hot and windy again today up and down the state. In Southern California, they broke out, they broke out the plains to try to control a raging uh, forest fire south of L.A. There's no containment of the blaze Turning through the Cleveland National Forest right along the Orange and Riverside County lines. They're calling that the Holy Pyre. Paul Manafort's one-time protege has described for jurors how millions of dollars flowed from entities controlled by Ukrainian businessmen into Manafort's bank accounts in Cyprus. Let me jump in just because you mentioned that. We just got this text. What do you mean there are no facts on this? There are 31 indictments. Well, a lot of them, like Manafort, how many of the indictments are Manafort? And they're not about this. They're not about the Trump working with the Russians to get elected, with Russia to get elected. It's Trump, or it's Manafort. He's going to go down for all kinds of tax fraud. Similar with Flynn, he didn't register with Turkey as a whatever, and they paid him money. Right, exactly. So many of these indictments don't have anything to do with... uh, 
with what we're talking well, about. Well, and honestly, man, we've got some adamant 12 emailers. Of those by, 12 of those indictments are against Russian soldiers for meddling right. in our election. Right. That's not got to do anything to do with Trump and, and his crew. And, and those who would willfully overlook the fact that Putin wanted to weaken Hillary because he, like you, like me, and like the New York Times, was absolutely certain she was going to win. So the idea that he was trying to get Trump elected wasn't really true, per se, until the very, very end when he got a whiff that it might be possible. And um, those two things are similar, but they're not the same. He just wanted a weakened, scandal-ridden American president and thought it would be Hillary. He was certain of it. I still would be shocked by nothing Mueller comes out with. I mean, nothing would make me go, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Oh, I can believe it. (laughs) I agree with that as well. (laughs) Rick Gates returning to the witness stand today in the Manafort trial as the government's star witness. Gates saying that Manafort was paid for Ukrainian political consulting work, but the money was classified as loans instead of income, telling jurors Manafort classified the money that way to decrease his taxable income. You know, it's, it's, it's enormously likely that this is a good old-fashioned tax evasion case which the federal government brings every single day of the year. Well, except Christmas, I guess. Um, But trivia question, did you know the defendant was for four months Donald Trump's campaign manager? I mean, it's literally a a trivia connection that he worked for Trump. There's no connection to any Russian meddling or anything else. Unless there is. Well, unless there is, yeah. Which you'd think would have leaked at this point. That's not part of this trial. No. Iran says the new round of sanctions against them will not bring them back to the bargaining table. President Trump was sending out a warning to the world this morning in a tweet as read by, and we have a bit of an internal conflict uh, in the yeah. Armstrong so we, and Getty show. we got to decide whether we want Randy Quaid reading the Donald Trump tweet. I will tell you this, looking at the text line, the uh, the, um, uh, the, the they're not popular on the text line. Oh, I found his dramatic readings to be moving. Beautiful. Oh, well. Sir, are you a yes vote? Or a... I'll go with the will of the people. Okay, the will of the people is spoken. Boy, if we start going with the will of the texters, we're going to oh, have a weird show. The Kardashians but... are like the number one show on TV. McDonald's <laughs> sells more hamburgers than any sort of fine burger establishment on the chain. The Let Bachelorette not... is on every show yes, I'm watching yeah, this yeah, morning. Yeah. Why? Because seen... they're listening to texters. I've seen... <laughs> well, well, I've seen the Bachelorette and her new lover, not the, not the one, not soulmate, not the soulmate from six months ago that caused that national story that Trump even weighed in on. Right. Um, she's on with her new soulmate on every single show I look at. I would literally morning. rather hear Sean tell stories about his cats <laughs> than hear another word about the effing bachelorette. You've made your point. It's multiple cats now? I actually hmm. don't own a single cat, let alone multiple. <laughs> Not a single cat. Oh, he buys yeah, one say, yeah, He's got a flock right, of cats. Play Randy Quaid, then. All right. The Iran sanctions have officially been cast. How can you not like this? These are the most biting sanctions ever imposed. <laughs> and in November, they ratchet up to yet another level. Anyone doing business with Iran will not be doing business with the United States. I am asking for world peace. Nothing less. 
Is he done? Yes. My only argument against it is how slow they are. Oh, no, no, no. It harkens back to a simpler time. Can we take out the pauses and speed it up? Then it'd just be Trump. Then it wouldn't be dramatic like it is. I you know you. nothing about exactly. drama. Very anyway. Shakespearean oh, and two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, one last note. Turns out crickets are good for you. University of Wisconsin scientists are saying... Eating crickets is very, very healthy for your stomach. My, no. uh, my brother, the military guy, used to eat crickets when he was a little kid. It was quite the family story. Still oh is. Boy, sure. He's a little kid. He'd crawl around and find them on the floor and pick them up by their back legs and drop them in his mouth and chew them up. Oh, wow, well, he was on the right Boy, track. I, I didn't know. I knew you guys weren't rich, but cricket eating poor. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, my God. So if he was, like, crawling around, I'd have been four. I can still remember it. <laughs> Scientists say that eating the crickets reduces bloating by helping the growth of gut bacteria. Yeah, I hate the bloating. Yeah, the head researcher said, you know, there's a lot of interest right now in edible insects. It's gaining traction in Europe and the U.S. as a sustainable, environmentally friendly protein source compared to traditional livestock. The, the cricket doesn't think it's friendly. Yeah, I ate a whole bunch of them in, in Mexico once. Uh, I didn't know it. I got the... Uh, the fear factor platter, I ended up calling it once I found out what it was. But it had crickets, ants, and one other, maybe grasshoppers. Mm. It was just fried food. Right. Um, you know, and I'm drinking margaritas or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and it, it just tasted like the fried crispy fried. stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Once at a party back in college, I ate chocolate-covered baby bees. Oh, that's your news. Baby, baby bees. bees. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Extra tender. God, snuck them in their infancy. <laughs> that's cruel. Yeah, no Marshall kidding. Sick. Yeah, I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. Who, who, who brought to a party baby chocolate-covered baby bees? Everybody brought an unusual exotic dish. Okay. I see, a theme party. Wow, yes. that's a crazy key party. <laughs> what, did Michael, what did you bring? Uh, I, I think I brought some kind of squid. Oh, I love yeah. the squid. Yeah, but I mean, some kind of like semi-raw squid or something. It was it was very gushy. You ever eat uh, an animal's eye? That's a that's a oh problem. god no 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 because I'm not starving. Yeah, I don't like food that looks at me. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. A lot of those foods are only were popular because people were literally starving to right. death. You had to eat something. It's considered a delicacy. That means a part of the animal that should never be et unless you're starving. That's what the word delicacy means. Ew. Ew. Was it in South Africa where they had eyeball? Yes. Yeah. I did not go there. No. Will not. No. Uh, the petering out is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. I don't know if we'll get to it today or tomorrow, but the price you might pay if you go up against um, trying to do something about out-of-control pensions, police might come after you. Oh, boy. When the government becomes the most important lobbyist of the government, we are doomed oh, in and a number of different ways. Quick trivia question answer coming up. Who's the new Colonel Sanders? Oh, Stay tuned. I'll stay tuned. So uh, I haven't talked a lot about the visit to beautiful Monterey, California. With Judy and Little D, in which we recreated uh, the family vacations of old, um, with only one of our kids, because the other two have moved as far away as possible, and who can blame them? Um, and actually, Little D goes to school 3,000 miles from my home. But 
anyway, uh, other than the fact that we ate uh, fried calamari at every meal, and I grew e- e- very fat. Uh, but we went, <laughs> I grew very fat. We uh, went whale watching. Well, I gained like three and a half pounds. A half pound is gone. Three to go to get back to my previously fat weight. Anyway, where was I? I Whales. So we went whale watching because we love whale watching. I've been fascinated by the the, the mammals of the sea for many years. Very nice. So uh, we booked an 8 a.m. whale watch with a company we'd done business with a few times before. And and we went out, and and by God, it was some of the finest whale watching we've ever watched. Cool. And I've done some fine whale watching through the years many, many times. Um. But it was a funny psychological uh, phenomenon crept up. So we set out at like 8.10 is probably when we, we headed out. And, and they announced that what we're going to do is head for this uh, deep undersea canyon where the cold waters flow and many species can be sighted. So if you'll all settle in, it's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour. Ah, look over there! Somebody shouts. And at 10 o'clock, there's whales leaping out of the water. Awesome. I mean, and so oh, we, wow. we head over there. God, my kids would love that. Oh, it is mind-blowing. And so we head over there, and there's a feeding frenzy just beginning in which this enormous school of anchovy were, uh, you know, schooling about, doing what fish do. And not only were there a couple of humpback whales, the Humpty Humpback, uh, but there were a couple more coming from that my direction. My name is Humpback. <laughs> <laughs> My flukes are long. Uh, anyway, that's prob- excellent digital underground. That's recently. probably <laughs> enough of that. <clears throat> I would have not have guessed that coming from you. Guys. <laughs> probably enough of that. Anyway, so, anyway, Owen two. Anyway, Owen two humpback whales. So uh, not only that, but there were. Uh, Increasing numbers of birds coming around, hoping for the entrails and the aftermath and the fish coming to the surface. Then hundreds of sea lions appear. Oh, wow. That that look like dolphins. They're leaping through the water and swimming en masse to herd the fish and eat them up and all. Then more humpback whales come, and they're doing what's called lunge. Not only are they showing their fin and their fluke and stuff, but they're doing what's called lunge feeding, which is they they cooperate and they get the fish gathered up, and then they come down from, uh, come up rather, from the briny depths with their mouths wide open and lunge up with a bunch of fish at their mouth and leap out of the water with their mighty heads. So this all happens like in the first 20 minutes of the whale watch. And so for, it's a four-hour whale watch. Oh, could you say, so, I'm done now? <laughs> so we hung around there for a while, then we went off in search of other whales. And for the next three and a half hours, it's like, oh, there's more whales. Uh, look at them. They're leaping out of the I'll water. I'll be darned. I'll be danged. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this. I've done this. Can't start oh, the show with a showstopper. <laughs> right, There's right. two whales leaping out of the water side by side. Mama and calf, you say. Wow. For the rest of the time, started we the were show, ruined. Started the show with a showstopper. And we were ruined. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I mean, unless it was a talking whale, nobody was going to pay attention. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Well, I got to tell you, I haven't given up yet. I got a friend who's going to set me up with a blind date on Saturday. We'll give it another whirl and see what happens. I hope she likes casinos. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I hope you took our tips on what to do after a, after a date. Yeah, the follow-up, ever yes. important. Positive, Sean, your final thought? Yeah, learn today that the Department of Defense is somehow tied to many, many uh, TV shows and movies. Not the obvious ones either. There is sometimes even things like Ernest Goes to Jail. The Department of Defense was involved in making. I don't know why. Wow. 
maybe it is time to cut their budget. Michelangelo, your final thought. If you had fun on a first date, don't forget to email your date a customer service survey. For example, <laughs> was the con- conversation stimulating? Agree, disagree, somewhat agree. Great way to get feedback and see where you stand. Uh, Jack, your final thought. I only mention this because I've had some people over the years say it was helpful to them. I call myself an alcoholic. Maybe you believe in that word or not, but I haven't had a drink in 12 years, and I haven't wanted a drink in 11 and a half years, which is the most important part. Mm. If you can't imagine that, it can be done. That's fantastic, and and a great inspiration, and very difficult to follow with my stupid and idiotic (laughs) final thoughts. (laughs) You know, it's funny, I'm going to change mine to echo Michael's about the whole uh, survey thing. Now I'm peppered with surveys like three times a day. Uh, every business I ever do business with, every, I buy something for five dollars. They want to survey me yep, on how. Right. Unless you abducted my child or gave me a million dollars just for the hell of it, I'm not answering your survey. <laughs> I don't have the time. <laughs> Who's the next Colonel Sanders? KFC just hired Jason Alexander. Oh, for Colonel Sanders. All right. See you tomorrow. Oh. God bless America. This is a. Uh historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. They're messing with the weather. They're buying armored vehicles and billions of rounds of ammo and, and have TV shows bad-mouthing the Founding Fathers. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.